Good morning, church. So good to be with you, although it's from a distance. Uh, What's really interesting about today for me is I had to forego the pajamas, and I had to wear jeans and a button-up shirt. It's been probably about over a month since I've worn a button-up shirt, so this is for you. This is me dressing up, uh, and it's so great to be with you. Uh, So today what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about living in light of the resurrection. Uh, And so what did we celebrate just a couple weeks ago? We celebrated Jesus dying on the cross, raising from the dead, and it's kind of one of those weekends uh, that we look forward to. Uh, In church circles, usually it takes months to plan out a quality Easter service. Uh, And so we kind of spend a lot of time and effort into thinking about Easter. And then what happens is, because we're just conditioned this way, uh, when Easter is done, what do we think about next? Like, what is coming up next? Like, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Fourth of July. Some of us are already looking forward to Christmas. Uh, Maybe some people have decorated the house already, because why not your home? Uh, But the thing is, is we always look for what's next, right? What is the next thing that's going to come up? What is the next thing that's going to happen instead of focusing on what Jesus did? Uh, And it's kind of funny because the whole reason why we celebrate on Sunday is because that's the day that Jesus rose from the dead. And so we're going to talk about how do we as believers and followers of Jesus live in light of the resurrection every single day. That's every single day, every single minute, right? Because that's kind of the pinnacle of what we believe. The Bible says, hey, if Jesus didn't raise from the dead, then we're kind of wasting our time. And the, on the other part is Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1.18, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. And so we have those two folds. And if you're here, I hope that you believe that it is, in fact, the power of God. And so we're going to talk about four ways how we li- live in light of the resurrection from Acts chapter 1. So if you want to go ahead and open up your Bibles to Acts chapter 1, we're going to be hanging out starting in about verse 3, and we're going to read to verse 11. And so it says this, we're going to read a few verses, then we're going to stop, and then we're going to read, and we're kind of going to dissect on what that means and how do we live in the light of resurrection today. Verse 3 says this. After his suffering, Jesus, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. A fun fact, the Bible actually says the word remember 166 times in the New International Version. Now, why do you think it says it that many times? easy because we forget. And our first point that we're going to talk about today is remember, right? Remember what Jesus did. Remember what he's going to do. And it's interesting here at the start of Acts, um, Paul or Luke starts off by talking about Jesus, even though he just spent 24 chapters in the book of Luke talking about Jesus. And here he goes again, spending more time on Jesus because he wants us to remember. Uh, So a little confession time, if I can. It's just you and me at home uh, hanging out this morning. Uh, So a few years ago, and and I won't ever forget it, uh, there, uh, Sarah's, or Sarah and I, we celebrate our anniversary. And so me, because I'm not the, I don't remember all the dates and I don't remember everything, I forgot, ooh, to get her a gift. And I didn't remember that I should buy her something. Yeah, I know fail on my part. Um, (laughs) But anyway, so it's important to remember things that are important to remember. 
So now I have a calendar and a reminder when our anniversary is. Uh, January 28th is our dating anniversary, right past that quiz. July 18th is our wedding anniversary. Uh, And so I have to remember these things because they're important for me. And so what uh, Luke is saying here in the book of Acts is he's saying, remember, right? Remember what Jesus did. Remember his death on the cross. Remember that he rose from the dead and spent time with us for 40 days. Remember those things. And so what are the three things that we should remember to live in light of the resurrection every day? And there are these three things. We need to remember God's promises. We need to remember who God is. And we need to remember what God has done. In Deuteronomy, uh, Moses, as he's talking to the people, and Liz kind of talked about this last week, how the Israelites were traveling the desert for 40 years, and the whole time Moses' story was remember. When they crossed the Jordan, uh, and then they had to do battle there, he told them, hey, remember when Jesus took a took us out of Israel, a land of oppression, and he blessed us. Hey, remember when he parted the sea? And then when they defeated towns or people, and they would move on to the next thing, what Moses would tell them is, hey, remember what God did in AI, right? Remember what he did when we were there. When people fell, he would remind them, hey, remember what the family of Achan did. Remember those things. Because as we go forward and as we live life, we are going to inherently forget And so there are three things we want us to think about, which are remember not to forget, don't forget to remember, and remember to remember. What is this saying, right? Remember to remember. We need to make it a goal to remember God's promises in our lives. I don't know if we have any Lion King fans out there. Uh, Maybe the kids up front, maybe they're fans of the Lion King or back in my day. Uh, the old school Lion King, or maybe you've seen the remastered. Uh, but basically, it's a story of Simba who is tricked into thinking that he killed his dad. So he runs away from the Pride Land, and he lives in this place, and he has these two words uh, that are kind of his motto, him and his friends. Do you guys know what that is? Yeah, that's right. Hakuna Matata. And what does it mean? No worries. That's right. No worries. Hakuna Matata. So he left the place he was supposed to be, went off to do whatever he wanted, and it took one character named Rafiki to come, hit him on the head, and tell him, remember who you are. And as believers, we need Rafikis in our lives, and we need to be Rafikis in other people's lives, and we need to remind them who Jesus is. We need to remind them who we are in Jesus, right? And when we live in the light of resurrection, we're remembering those things and we're remembering what he's done, right? Jesus raising from the dead isn't a day that we just celebrate on Easter, but it's a day that we live out every day of our lives. And so Moses, the Rafiki of the Israelites, says this in Deuteronomy 4, 9. He says, only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your hearts as, you lo- as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. He's saying, remember, right? Remember what I have done. Our biggest danger is forgetting God's story in our daily lives. Who we are, whose we are, who God is, what he's done, and what he's going to. And we all need a reminder to refocus Because I don't know about you, but we live in in a culture that yells distractions, right? Um, Be distracted, go off to the next thing, 
uh, that is done, move on. We live a life where we can just be so easily distracted. Uh, And God is telling us, no, remember, remember what I have done. As we continue on in the book of Acts, starting in verse 4, it says this, On one occasion, while Jesus was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around them and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Our second point in living in light of the resurrection is identify that life and traditions are distracting. So here you have Jesus. Uh, let me just paint the picture really quick, right? He lived with them uh, for about three years and did life with them, did everything with them. He kept telling them, hey, I'm going to die. I'm going to die, but I'm going to come back. And then he raises from the dead and he spends about 40 days with them. And then he's about to leave and he tells them this. Stay here in Jerusalem and power from on high. The Holy Spirit is going to come and descend on you and be with you. And then from there, they asked this question. Lord, are you now at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? And if we know the tradition at this time was Jesus was going to come as a king, as a warrior, and he was going to take the land back that Israel had back in the time of Moses and give it back to the people. That's what they all thought was going to happen. So when Jesus dies, he raises from the dead, and now they're like, okay, awesome, now's our time. But then he's saying, stay here, meaning stay here because I'm about to leave. And then they ask him, are you now going to restore the kingdom Life and traditions can distract us from what God has called us to do. Even inherently good things can distract us from seeking Jesus and living in light of the resurrection today. So right now, what are things that are distracting you from seeking Jesus now more than ever? Uh, Here are a few statistics. On average, people spend about an hour and a half a day on Netflix. Uh, but maybe during shelter in place, maybe it's a little bit more. On average, people spend about an hour a day on Instagram. People spend about 40 minutes a day on YouTube. And all of you are going over 40 minutes today. Uh, And then on average, people spend about two and a half hours on social media. And so our lives are inundated with just so many things what I would call distractions. But God has called us to live outside of those distractions and identify what are things that are preventing you from seeking Jesus and following him with your whole life because those things are not worth it. And time and time again, why do we keep coming back to church after we go out into the world. Why? Because we know that we need it. We know that we need community. We know that we need worship. We know that we need Jesus. So let's live in light of Jesus, in light of the resurrection every day. There's this quote that one of my friends always says, and it says this, seize the 167. What does that mean? Usually for most churches, worship is about an hour. Uh, which happens on Sundays for us, 9.30 to 10.30. But what he's saying is seize the 167, meaning what are you doing with the other 167 hours during the week, right? Are we seizing those? Are we utilizing those? Or are we just letting them pass until next Sunday comes and then we're pointed back to Jesus? Uh, for me, one thing that I enjoy is I use the Bible app on my phone, the um, 
And so what's great about it is I'm doing Bible apps with the young adult ministry uh, and with students and with family and friends. And what's great about it is when I'm distracted by life, I'll get, of a no- I'll get a notification, let's say from like Abe Yeager or Miles Azorio, uh, saying that they commented on a plan and it reminds me that I need to focus and not be distracted on life because in community, we can be easily distracted, but we need Rafikis in our lives to remind us to focus on Jesus. As we continue in the book of Acts, verse 7, it says this. He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So when we live in light of the resurrection, which is our third point, is we understand God's power in our lives. So the, the disciples ask him, Lord, when are you going to restore the kingdom? And what's funny about Jesus, is he doesn't even respond to their question. Uh, in fact, he just says something completely different, and he just kind of ignores it. And he says, it's not for us to know the times or dates. Instead, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and to the ends of the earth. And so don't worry about things that are taking us, but understand that we have power. And a lot of us don't walk around in the power that Jesus has given us, right? But we're walking around as if we're already defeated. But when we walk in Jesus' power, then God is going to use us, right? That doesn't mean that we're perfect or we're always reading our Bible, or we're going to finish our Bible in a year plan. It doesn't mean any of those things. Understanding that God has given us power over death, right? Power to overcome, power to live faithfully is so important. And that power comes in the Holy Spirit living in us. Now think about that picture really quick. Wherever you are, if you're a believer in Jesus, and if you have given him your life, you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, right now. The Holy Spirit is living with you right now. That's no small thing. You know what's really cool about God? No matter where we are, he wants to be with us. As the Israelites were traveling through the desert for 40 years, do you know where God was? He was with them. In which ways? As a cloud during the day, and what during the night? As fire during the night. I've never been to the desert. I'm very much spoiled. I mean, I live in the Bay Area, so everything's wonderful and beautiful. Uh, And I've never been to the desert, but I have been camping in places that I didn't want to go camping. Uh, And it was not fun. Uh, When you're not able to take a shower, not fun. And so think about the desert and think about where they were for 40 years. It was smelly. It was nasty. Everyone had cattle. Everyone had animals. And so it kind of smelled like a farm. If you've ever driven down the five down to Southern California and you drive past all those cows, that's my least favorite part about that drive because it smells. And what's interesting is during the time of the Israelites, God said, I want to dwell with you. I want to live with you. And so what did he do is he lived with them. And then they eventually uh, built a temple for him where he lived and he resided. And the Ark of the Covenant that traveled with the people wherever he went. We have a God who wants to be with us. And then he ultimately fulfilled that here in Acts after a chapter or two after this. 
is he lives with us because he wants to give us power and know that he loves us. And his love should drive us to live in light of the resurrection and how we're spending our time and what we're doing, what we're not doing, who we're encouraging, right? God's spirit lives inside of us so we can do what we normally couldn't do. In Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 17, it says this, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that, we are, so that you are not to do whatever you want. And so living in light of the resurrection means that we walk in step with the Spirit. Understand that God has gifted you himself to live with you forever, to encourage you, to be your counselor, to be your guide. And oftentimes we forget that and we forgo that and we settle for mediocrity, right? We settle for one Bible verse a day. We settle for something small when God has something great for us, something beautiful and something amazing. And so understand, it's great. It's such a beautiful blessing that God's Spirit lives inside of us. And as we close out Acts chapter 1, it says this in verse 9. After Jesus said these things, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood before him. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Uh, for me, this is probably my top three uh, funniest moments in the Bible. Uh, you have Rhoda in Acts as well, and you have other funny moments. Uh, but for me, I think it's so interesting if you just paint the picture of Jesus with his disciples telling them, stay here, you're going to see power, then you're going to be my witnesses. And then after he got done saying this, after he died, he rose from the dead, hung out with them for 40 days, and then he ascends into heaven, and all of them are standing there looking at the sky, squinting. Have you ever been to a birthday party that's outside? Uh, maybe you were younger and a balloon, a kid lets go of a balloon and you just look at the balloon and you try to look at the balloon as much as you can until it's gone. I don't know if you're like me and you've ever done that before, but you just look and you squint and you stand there for a while and you don't care what's going on because you want to be the last person to see that balloon. And I think that that's what the disciples were doing. They were holding on to Jesus so much and they kept looking and looking. And then out of nowhere, two angels appear. And they tell him this, right? Why, why do you stand there looking into the sky? This same Jesus who was taken into heaven will come back in the same way. And so for us, for you and for me, I need to tell this to myself. Why are you standing there looking into the sky? Why are you standing there looking to the sky? We have the benefit of living out after Acts 2, having the Spirit inside of us. And we can go out into the world and be God's witnesses. Be his hands and feet. Do what he has called us to do. But it's hard to do those things when we forget. It's hard to do those things when we, when we let life distract us. It's hard to do those things when we don't understand that the Holy Spirit and the power that we have for God's kingdom. And we can't do it if we don't 
go. There's one principle that uh, a friend always says to me, and one thing that I really respect, and it's this. If your feet are not there, you're not there also, obviously. What that's saying is if you're not there, if you're not going, then you're not going to be there. And so I want to encourage you and challenge you today to identify those distractions and live in light of the resurrection. Live in light of something great and glorious and don't settle for mediocrity and understand who you are in Jesus. Understand that he's called you to something great and something better. He didn't call you to settle for mediocrity, but he called you for something awesome. One thing that I love about working with students and young adults, it's their passion. If you need to be filled with passion, talk to a young adult. Talk to a student. They're just so filled with passion for Jesus that it's insane. And they, are, they might think that they get more from me, but I get more from them. Because their passion, their desire to step out of their comfort zone for Jesus is amazing. Inviting students to friends, uh, inviting uh, friends to church, worshiping uh, unabandonedly, like just giving everything for Jesus. There's just passion there. And so living in light of the resurrection means that we are going to forego the things of the world and follow Jesus every day of our lives. And I want to encourage you to do that today. So let's go ahead and pray together. Lord, I thank you for today, and I thank you for your love. I thank you for raising from the dead. I pray and ask, Lord, in moments that we forget, that we remember. Um, I ask, Lord, that you help us to identify the things that distract us and for us to focus on you. I ask, Lord, that we walk in your power and walk in your spirit. Lord, I ask for your wisdom and your strength and your guidance today as we follow you, as we worship you, as we live in light of the resurrection and the hope that we have and the power that we have and that we honor you with our time, with our gifts, with our talents. And we leave here today uh, forever changed, forever molded to look more and more like you. In Jesus' name I pray.